Hello, and welcome to episode 79 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week, we got some bands, and some unbanned, surprisingly, across yeah, multiple really, formats. Yeah, really weird. I was uh, kind of expecting this BNR to be much more uh, involved than it actually was. Yeah, I know that a lot of people talked about wanting to see the BNR kind of approach what the format supposed to be or what they want the format to look like. Yeah. And it was kind of the standard, like, this deck wins, this deck doesn't win. Right. So we're going to make stuff. Not fixing anything, just, like, taking care of problem decks or what they perceive yeah. to be problem decks. Yeah. So if you want to tweet at us about what you thought about the BNR, you can get at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep. You can also find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. As always, you can drop us an email, show at CasualTryHardMTG.com. Check our email account regularly so don't hesitate if you have any cards that you want to you know maybe pick up our uh, pre-show we just got done recording had some kind of sweet specs and kind of where we thought the market was a little bit you can follow our tcg player affiliate link tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com if you do that we'll get a very small sliver of whatever you spend there to help keep the show rolling like i mentioned we just finished recording our pre-show that's uh Premiere content for our patrons. If you would like access to our pre-show ramblings, you never really know what they're going to be, and we never really know what they're going to be. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash casualdryardmtg. You can support us a little bit more directly there. You get access to our show notes a little bit early. I usually try and post them the day before the show goes live. And like I said, our pre-show, I try and post as soon as it's clipped out. So normally like the day after, I'll try and get that posted. We still have our YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube, although there isn't a whole lot that you don't get here there. Um, hopefully at some point we'll get back to making some videos for that. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Discord. There's a link to our Discord down in the description and also pinned on all of our social media pages. And if you really want in and for some reason can't get to any of those places, you can holler at one of us either through email or us personally and we will drop you a personalized invitation. Yeah. Yeah. So we had bands across four formats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this BNR was supposed to include Legacy also. No, it specifically didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, I knew it specifically didn't include Standard. I didn't realize that Legacy wasn't up for debate. Yeah, people were a little sad because the, they wanted Astrolabe out of Legacy. Yeah. And they were like, well, they can't address they're not addressing legacy with this so that's sad yeah so we're gonna start with historic Mm -hmm. and so historic had three bands quote-unquote that were just moving things that are currently on the suspended list yeah to the ban list they were in timeout now they had to go home yeah so basically they were like agent of treachery Winota, Joiner of Forces, and Fires of Invention, we cannot see any situation where the historic metagame would support you and not break. (laughs) Kind of terrifying since those cards were printed into standard within the last year. Yeah, like Winota is from three months ago. Right. And they're like, whew, whatever idiots designed that card. Don't know what they were doing. (laughs) And it's like, you, you were the idiots. 
So those three cards are now in permanent timeout. Mm-hmm. And then the card that uh, skipped suspension altogether. Went right to ban. Went right to ban was Nexus of Fate. Kind of des- deservedly so. Oh, yeah. It's a garbage magic card. I know I, when I first saw it, was like seven man is too much. Mm-hmm. This card is just a buy a box promo that is commander fodder or isn't going to do anything. I never yeah. envisioned it being a card that would need to be banned. Right. But here we are. Here we are. Again, this goes back to things we talked about before. I think this card is not great. Right. But fine without wilderness reclamation and all the ramp that we have. Right. Right. Cause casting it, like starting to lock your opponent out of the game on turn four mm-hmm. is a problem. Now you can tell me if I'm completely wrong, but wasn't there a time where there was a Nexus to fairy deck before wilderness, wilderness wreck. Um, I seem to remember like a blue white Nexus deck at one of my uh, RPTQs. I want to say yes. It was like a blue-white control list that just like locked you out with Nexus of Fate and Teferi. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I remember losing to it on Arena where they like would play a single Lyra. Yeah. And that would be the way that they would like win. But like that deck wasn't as egregious as turn five, deck. you're done. Yeah. Right. Not that I'm for any version of decks that play Teferi, but Bant... Well, there was the Turbo Fog list for a while. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of. But that was when we had Wilderness Reclamation. Because, like, it was uh, the Fogs. Maybe it was before Wilderness Reclamation. It was just a a pile of Fogs. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I could be way off base. I could have swore there was a like an Azorius version that was just like a blue-white control list that just looped Nexuses with Teferi. Yeah, there could be. But the card is, like, super egregious and just awful. Yeah. And leads to, like, net zero fun magic games. Right. What do you mean by net zero? Well... Just in case people aren't familiar with that term. Usually you say that, like, one person has all of the fun and one person has none of the fun. Right. Right. And so there's like no. So you have. There is no net fun that's happening. Right. Right. One person has fun. One person doesn't have fun. I'm willing to bet that on some level, these Nexus decks might be like negative fun. (laughs) Where it's no fun for either person. Like, have you clicked through Wilderness Reclamation on Arena? I did once, and there's a reason that I have never again. Yeah, because it sucks. So, like, can you imagine? Because. I, on more than one occasion, was like, fine, beat me with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had a, this was when they had the Lyra in the deck. I forget what version of it. But I was yeah. cooking dinner, and I just kept hitting spacebar. Yep. And I was like, cool. I'm doing something else right now. I made this yeah. person spend, like, 35 minutes. I was just like, spacebar, yeah. spacebar, spacebar. They couldn't have been having fun. I'm sure they were like at their computer going like, I can't believe this person's making me play through it. 
<laughs> and it's like that kind of reminds me of that uh, LSV story. Do you remember that one? Which one's this? The Where he showed up for an oh, event yeah. with Storm List and didn't have his Wincon in the deck. And he like top aided the event by he would go through all the motions, right. and then he would cast like uh, his wish to go yeah. get tendrils, but he didn't have tendrils in his sideboard, and right. like no one called him on it. Right, they just assumed he always had it, and they just scooped. Yeah, and no one called him, and so yeah, it's like yeah, go ahead, man. Like you're gonna have to play like draw a single card at a time, yeah. and like do this. And they did, and I was like, "Cool, cool. I guess I will like lose now." But I was like, "Like, once this game ends, I'm just going to stop playing Arena for today, <laughs> so I can like stir some potatoes and then hit spacebar." Cool. Sure. Like, made sure I was tapped out. I was like, "Go nuts." Mm-hmm. They didn't lead to like interactive or interesting matches, right? And um, so. Did you? I don't know if you made you didn't make it all the way through the announcement, but for historic, they were like, Yeah, when we banned Winota, like the top two decks in the format were only 15% of the format, and now they're 35% of the format. And I'm like, Let me see if I got the trick. You banned the best deck, we did, (laughs) so then it went away. And then decks two and three were 15% of the metagame, but now they're default one and two. Right. And then surprise, surprise, their metagame share went up because they were the best two decks. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> so they were like, yo, Nexus go away. And then the other change to the format was a suspension. Mm-hmm. And they suspended Burning Tree Emissary. Yeah, this is a card that they specifically added to Historic. So it's kind of odd that they're specifically taking it away because at some point somebody felt like, oh, this format would be better if Burning Tree Emissary was in it. Let's make that happen. That point was like less than nine months ago. I don't understand how you like put in cards specifically into the format and then go like, oops. Yeah. We done goofed. Hey, <laughs> thanks for your wild cards or the money that you spent to buy the little like pack of like complete unplayable trash plus four burning tree emissaries. Right. Because uh, yeah, we're gonna ban the only cards you were playing out of that uh, pack of cards. I thought I saw somewhere that we will be getting wild cards for these. Okay, well that'll be cool. Well, they're not gonna give us like Agent and Winota wild cards or fires because they've already given us those wild cards. Same with same with Nexus, right? Didn't they give us wild cards for Nexus when they banned? They did. I still thought I read somewhere they were giving us wilds for these. Okay, maybe I should like get some burning tramissary so I can get some wild cards for them. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Because I don't think I have burning tramissaries. I might. Well, I mean, they won't give you wilds for it right now because it's only suspended. If they move it to the ban list, they probably will. Yeah, but I might get some burning tramissaries, you know, just in case. Just in case. So basically the two most played decks in um, Historic were Nexus and Burning Tramissary uh, and Gruul Aggro. Yeah, Gruul. And so Gruul was there because it had to race Nexus. Yeah, it was like the only deck that was kind of keeping Nexus in check, right? Yeah. And so like you couldn't play 
a Shatter the Sky deck mm-hmm. to keep Gruul in check because that was a four mana do nothing against Nexus. Yeah. Actual and zero targets. Actual zero. And they also, Nexus had the weird rope dope that they have had uh, in kind of all the formats where game one, they're like, ooh, no creatures, look at me. Yeah. And then game two, uh, they board into creatures. So yep. I saw, watched a video today, Saffron Olive was playing Soul Sisters in Historic. Okay. And he played against Nexus, and his Nexus opponent just started slamming uh, Lovestruck Beast game two. Oh, all right. Just like, make a 1-1, play Lovestruck Beast. Okay, cool. So, right, they had that, like, okey-doke where you're like, oh, I shouldn't be playing creature interaction, and they bring in creatures. Yeah. Right. And then the, you just die to a fleet of five fives. Yeah. This remember the standard version played like uh, Biogenic Ooze. Yeah. Right. So, but you couldn't play. You couldn't leave your Shadow of the Skies in game two, because right. what if they didn't bring in their Love Struck piece? Yeah. Well, then you got just, dead cards. Then you look like a dumb dumb. So they had that like you know that weird interplay. But it's funny that they're like, hey, we've got to not gruel down a peg because it's the deck that holds the Nexus of Fate in place. Mm-hmm. But also, it doesn't seem like like it takes into account of what happens when Nexus goes away. Yeah, not only that, but didn't I or listen to, I think it was the bandwagon, they were talking about a lot of the gruel lists aren't even playing Burning Trees anymore. Yeah, that's what they are saying, that like they've moved on now. I've played a reasonable amount of historic in the last two days. Yeah. And I've played against a lot of gruel. Yep. But I've only been playing best of one. Yep. Because uh, I think the deck I'm playing is completely, totally foiled by a cyborg. Right. I think we'll t- we'll talk about that deck in a little while. Yeah. I think we'll get to that deck under the our yeah. arena section. Yeah. But like I played against a ton of gruel. Yeah. And no nexus at all. Right, yeah. Me as well. When I first started playing that deck, I played against a whole bunch of Gruul. All of the lists that I played against Burning Trade me. Yeah, and it might be because in best of one, yeah. like the 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 chance to go like Burning Tree into Burning Tree into Zertog Goblin is, is just too much to pass up. Probably. Right? And especially like they're really good when you have um oh what's the green one drop? The one one that gets counters. Pelt collector. Pelt collector. Right. You yeah. go like pelt collector into burning tree into Zerta, put a counter on Zerta. Right. You end up with a three three mm-hmm. that you're attacking with. Like you end up with Wild Nicoddle. Right. Pretty good. Yeah. So Burning Tree might not live on the suspended list for too long. Cause mm-hmm. it might just not matter. Right. There's historic like there might just actually be like more mid range decks now because you don't just get clowned by Nexus. That's good. That's yeah. Kind of my uh my view of a healthy format is when mid range can exist and is reasonable. Yes. Next up we have Pioneer. Yeah, this is a weird one, man. I was expecting a lot more shaken up in Pioneer. Yeah. Yeah, I I I, I don't feel particularly comfortable, but yeah. uh, So what was banned in Pioneer? Nothing. What do you mean nothing? Isn't this a banned and restricted announcement? It is. We got huh. unban. Yeah. We got Oath of Nyssa off the ban list. Yeah. 
Which I think is fine. Like, I don't think Oath of Nyssa is a problem in Pioneer. Yeah, so it was initially banned at the very beginning of Pioneer when there were a ton of, like, mono green decks. Mm-hmm. And, like, the mono green um, Nykthos decks Nykthos. Yeah. were running around. Has anyone played a Nykthos in, like, months? Nope. No, that deck got pretty well neutered when uh, they banned the Leyline. They banned Leyline, they banned this, and they banned Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah, that too. Right? So they took out Oath first, and then people just replaced Oath with Once Upon a Time. So Mm -hmm. they initially banned Oath because they were like, it makes the green decks too consistent, and it leaves around a devotion for Nykthos later on in the game. Right. You just get a free devotion on your ponder. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, it's got to go. Now they're like, we think that this is fine and the green decks need help or this will help ramp decks or whatever. As someone who a few weeks ago was like, I foiled out or have almost foiled out uh, Inverter. Now they're going to ban Dig Through Time. <laughs> it seems like all of the Twitterverse is like, why didn't you ban inverter of truth yeah i think general consensus was they were going to hit something out of inverter and something out of breach yeah and they did neither but unban something that doesn't necessarily help fight either of those strategies yeah basically they unban something that does nothing which on one hand right if your goal is to have the smallest possible ban list right banning stuff that doesn't matter uh, unbanning stuff that doesn't matter is kind of what you want to do right but the thing that people are pointing out is that right now pioneer the pioneer challenges on magic online Mm -hmm. the pioneer prelims like i saw that a 16 person prelim didn't fire oh wow like they're not able to right now get people to play pioneer and people are like well that's because it's too combo heavy. Right. So the three top decks are Inverter, Lotus Breach, and then Mono White, which you don't think of Mono White as being combo, but it's like Ballista Heliod, right? Ballista Heliod, right? You have a you have draws where you just like, you know, hey, I'm able to like gain a life to put a counter on my one one ballista and then give it lifelink on turn four. Yeah. You're dead. And it's like, oh, well, that that's no fun. Mm-hmm. Oath of Nissa doesn't fix any of that. No. Um, as was pointed out it, in the Discord, and I saw this also on Twitter, like this just kind of puts Kethis back on the menu. It does, which makes the meta more combo heavy. Yes, you've added another combo deck. Now, right. as I point out in the Discord, while I'm all about Kethis being a deck, mm-hmm. it does kind of fold to the same hate that people are playing for Lotus Breach, right? Like everyone damping has, sphere. yeah, two to three damping spheres in their sideboard. Yeah. So, or dampening spheres or whatever it is, wet balls. Well, I think it's damping. Okay. That deck is still going to be hit by just like residual hate for other decks, mm-hmm. right? It's just going to be caught in the crossfire yeah. where. If you look at Lotus Breach, people are going to have rest in peace in their sideboards. 
if the if the dredge decks get good, rest in peace is going to show up a lot, or right. you're going to get uh, Graftigger's cages, mm-hmm. right? So all of those things are going to make your deck kind of have to fight through more just incidental hate. Mm-hmm. So it's I think you can play it, but I think it's still gonna it's gonna be like at best kind of like only as good as like Lotus Breach lets it be. Right. And so is it just a worse Lotus Breach deck? Yeah, and I mean that's kind of I know that both of us look at a format in that way in particular. And I think some people have a hard time looking at formats that way, but like if you're looking to spike an event or, you know, do well in a tournament, you kind of have to ask yourself if you're just playing a worse version of a different deck. Yeah. Or like, is it a good ver? Is it a good deck, but there's just so much hate running around for the thing that it does just because the rest of the format's doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Right. If you take modern, for example, if Dredge is the best deck, mm-hmm. you can't play Reanimator. Right. Because everyone's going to have a ton of graveyard hate for Reanimator for for yeah. Dredge, and, and you're, you're going to die. People. Yeah, and they're just going to bring in their seven sideboard cards they had against Dredge and against you as well, and they're going to be great. Right. Right, so you can't be like, "Well, I'm playing a different deck." It was like, "Well, the the thing you're doing fundamentally is the same," and so right. like Lotus Field, right? They're just casting a bunch of spells over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, damping damping sphere gets you. Also, right. if there's a graveyard deck, people's graveyard hate gets you, and the right. graveyard hate also gets Underworld Breach. So you're just going to mm-hmm. get hit coming and going because Underworld Breach is going to be the deck that's on everyone's mind. Yep. It sounds like I should maybe not buy the last four foils for uh, the sideboard <laughs> of Inverter, but I don't well, know. There's probably almost 100% chance that we're going to have at least one more BNR announcement before we're allowed to play Paper Magic again. Yeah, it probably is. So. Probably is. Uh, I have a very nice tier two modern deck for anyone who is, <laughs> you just need some uh, polluted deltas and you have yourself a deck. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Get some foil polluted deltas and uh, it's done. <laughs> but they need to fix pioneer. But I think there's also like just this issue of people aren't playing pioneer because like, what's the point? Right. Right. Like Pioneer was the hot format when they announced like paper pro tours for it. Mm-hmm. And now like, why are you going to like spend a bunch of time like grinding Pioneer leagues for and no Pi- reason. Pioneer events when like the people that have stayed on Magic Online aren't Pioneer players, right? They're modern right. and legacy players. Yes. Right. Like they're like, I want to play modern and yeah. they don't want to play modern light. Pioneer is supposed to be like a stopgap in between, you know, standard and modern and most, or I shouldn't say most, but a reasonable amount of the format is historic legal. Yeah. And it's a much better experience to play on Arena than it is on MTGO. If there's no events to prep for and the experience is so much better on Arena, why are you being incentivized to play Pioneer on MTGO? Yeah, 
And, you know, if you think about what's happened in the last, like, three or four weeks, think yeah. about how many videos and how many articles and how many tweets you've seen that are about historic. Right. Right? There's tons of them. Mm-hmm. And that's because people are scratching that itch for a format that's bigger than standard, mm-hmm. but still lets them stay on arena. Right. Right. If they had, and, I mean, that's just kind of, kind of get exacerbated when jumpstart comes out too. Yeah. And if you're going to play, like you're just going to end up playing on arena. Cause like you said, it's just better. And you know, if playing pioneer and playing historic or are both for nothing, Right. I'd rather have the nothing that does, that has a good user interface. Yeah. More pleasurable experience. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure part of it is format, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much of the people that are complaining about Pioneer are, are playing Pioneer. Right. You know what I mean? On the bandwagon, LSV was talking about how like part of the reason that inverters win rate doesn't look good is yeah. because it's a hard deck to play, as the guy who went Owen like six thousand with it uh, can can perhaps uh, agree. But well, I mean, to your defense, though, that was like weekend one, yeah, of the deck even existing. But the his point was is well, the really good players play it to a really high win rate, and players right. that are just new to the deck don't get a good win rate with it, so right. the win rate doesn't look too like out of place. Yeah, he mentioned like, there being a lot of unintuitive lines. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. If that's like a reasonable argument. Like, people who get I mean, good, people who get good with the deck win a lot. It's like you can say that about any deck, though. Right? right, but deck like that that has unintuitive lines and is fundamentally like wins the game differently than like most games of Magic are being played. I think that's going to like make that disparity larger, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if the deck is really hard to play, the people that aren't good with it are bad with it. And the people that are good with it are really good with it. There it becomes more polar. There's not a whole lot of people hanging out around the fifty percent. It's a whole bunch of people up like sixty, seventy percent, and then a whole bunch of people down around like thirty, forty percent. And you just kinda end up with a fifty percent win rate. Yeah. But I don't know, it just seemed like like that saying like well since there are people that are really good with the deck and good players gravitate towards it then we mm-hmm. it needs to go away it's almost like the old twin argument yeah where it was like oh you wouldn't play any other blue red deck because twin was so good mm-hmm. and people that get really good with twin had a way better win rate than the people that just picked up twin for the first time right and it's like well you know we can't do competitive diversity in every format <laughs> have to draw the line somewhere huh yeah yeah but uh i would be playing pioneer and if you could if i could like i could but i don't want to spend you know the right two hundred dollars on magic uh online to like put together a pioneer deck yeah i'd rather buy m21 cards <laughs> um for pennies on the dollar for pennies on the dollar exactly i don't know i wish that format was getting played more and talked about more but there's mm-hmm. no reason to play it. None at all. Maybe someday. One day. So. We're supposed to be getting a uh, eSports OP announcement tomorrow, right? Oh, we are? I think so. I thought I read that. I, I believe you, but I, I didn't see it. eSports. 
Yeah. Their whole OP has been so disjointed lately. I have had almost zero desire to watch content. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing, too, right? Like, why are you going to, like, subject yourself to Pioneer on Magic Online right. when, like, you're not grinding for anything? And there's a lot of people that are, like, upset that, like, oh, hey, I did, like, the challenge or, like, the qualifier for the Pro Tour. And while the last one of these that happened, I qualified and then they changed the tournament. Right. Right? Like, I don't want to play Pioneer for a chance to play Arena at my house. Mm -hmm. I can just cut out the middleman and play Arena at my house. Right. Next up, Modern. Yeah, and they modern. actually banned a card. Well, you know what? I'll take that back. They unbanned five cards. <laughs> they unbanned. I know where you're going with this? Plains, island, mountain, swamp, and forest. I did it in the wrong order, but they unbanned non-snow-covered basic lands. Correct, and they did so by banning Ekram's Astrolabe. Yes. So, the Astrolabe, if you don't remember. Mm-hmm. Was a snow. Right. For, so any mana created by a snow permanent. Yes. A snow for an artifact that when it entered the battlefield, it drew a card and you could pay one and tap it and make one mana of any color. Right. So it was like the ultimate piece of fixing for any mid range deck. Yes. So a lot of the decks, uh, basically, modern became like super standard. Mm-hmm. Where it was just, we're all playing Bant yeah. or basically Bant or Sultai, I think, were kind yeah, of the, those were the, two big ones. the two decks that got played. Because I can play Ice Fang Kawaddle that is blue green. I can mm-hmm. play Path, which is a white. I can mm-hmm. play Uro. I can right. play double white cards. I can play double green cards. It doesn't matter. Right. Your opponent your mana is always perfect. Yeah, your opponent slams a blood moon and you're like, ha It doesn't I will, matter. I will tap this mountain to make a blue. <laughs> and it's like, no, the whole reason I played the blood moon. So right. they're trying to get rid of the four color, five color like piles of just good cards mm-hmm. and actually have uh, deck building constraints be a thing in modern again. Wow, weird very weird like oh wow like i have to worry about the colors that my spells are yeah and like i have to worry about drawing the right lands in my deck weird Mm -hmm. so i don't know how it changes the format greatly other than maybe the blue green decks stop being just like three and four color decks they just might go back to just euro decks maybe which is funny that, like, the only thing you can play in Modern that is not just, like, head-down aggro is Uro. <laughs> yeah. We had, like, three weeks where the only thing you could play was Loris, and you were a dummy for not playing Loris. And mm-hmm. now we're to, you have to play Uro, and you're a dummy for not playing Uro. Yeah, I'm kind of sad I never actually got a chance to play Loris Jund. Yeah, yeah. These were these were dark times. Yeah, I wish there were events while Loris was still the old rules. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So they're getting rid of Astrolabe, and hopefully that gets the format back to where 
you know, things normal like, modern decks can exist. Yeah, where you're not just playing the same stuff because what ends up happening when you have perfect mana mm-hmm. is you just play the same cards right with just changes around the edges which mm-hmm. is kind of what happens a lot of times in legacy mm-hmm. right when it was when we were playing like four color delver yeah it was i don't know you played 45 or 50 of the same cards maybe more and then yeah. you're like oh, i would argue more yeah, but you're like, oh, I'm a fatal push person, so I right. want three fatal pushes and only two lightning bolts. And then someone else is like, I'm a lightning bolt guy. I want yeah. three lightning bolts and two fatal pushes. Ooh, difference. Yep. Right. right? <laughs> and so I think that's where Modern was at, was kind of like, oh, I'm I'm a black mage. I want thought season fatal push. And someone's like, oh, I want Teferi and Path to Exile. Yeah. So you're doing the same things? No, I'm white. I'm black. And it's like, no. No, you're playing you're playing all the same cards except for like eight. Right. And you can't argue that they're different decks. Right. It's like I'm playing cryptic commands and astrolabes and ice vein colottles <laughs> and Uros and blah blah. It's like, okay, what are the things that aren't the same? These four cards. Oh ooh. Ooh, such such spice. Right, gotcha. Yeah, so it'll be good to get back to actually there being different modern decks. And if someone's playing a Saltai deck, they're not just like Dark Bant. Right. <laughs> right? So that'll be good. Like, you're like, oh, someone played like Watery Grave and Overgrown Tomb. This isn't going to be the exact same game I played against Hollowed Fountain uh, yeah. Breeding Pool. Right. Now, I know that they mentioned that they have their eye on Astrolabe in uh, Legacy. Yeah, I did read that. Because... Um, the same thing's happening in Legacy. The same, Yeah, Legacy has just been like Astrolabe piles for a while, and I think it's even worse now with Uro and Oko. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because we, um, we played that Legacy event. It was right before Throne came out. Mm-hmm. And there were a bunch of just, like, four-color Astrolabe decks. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't have, like, Oko and Uro. And now having Oko and Uro just, like, you know, Yeah, everything. they kind of traded Ren and Six for Uro. Or for Oko. Yeah. Just like, yeah, Ren and Six are, is gone now. Here's Oko. Okay, yep. cool. Cool Grizzle gotcha. Brand. Elk. <laughs> oh, man. Cool Delver. Elk. Elk. Oh, I can still attack you. I make my own elk now. Oh, <laughs> turn no, my food into an elk block. Yeah, no. So turn my estrogen into a block. <laughs> That's right. It turns into a block. My man is fixed yeah. now. Here's yeah. a three-three. Hopefully they do that because I don't know. Modern Horizons. What good has happened in Modern from Modern Horizons that couldn't have just been in a regular set? Um. Like, I don't know if you can say that Urza is net positive for Modern. No, probably not. Because he facilitated the ban of Moxopal. Right. Yagmoth is fine, but... Yeah, not... but there's not really... Like, I mean, that deck exists, but it's not like there's people... You know, this is the best deck in Modern. This is the hotness. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but I think that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. 
the fact that, like, I don't know, six cards or whatever in Modern Horizons just, like, facilitated the best deck in Modern until it got banned. Right. Like, the like the tier zero, if you're not playing this, you're dumb deck. Mm-hmm. That, that set just did not seem to be well-balanced or, like, work. Well, I hope you're ready for Modern Horizons 2 coming next summer. Is it? I... I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, because the ban list is just littered with cards for Modern Horizons 1. And they, like, made their formats in-game worse. I still bet you they do it. The uh, Modern Super League, like, well yeah. before Modern Horizons came out. And they were like, yeah, look, R&D really had their finger on the pulse of Modern. Because yeah. they won that thing because they were working on Modern Horizons. And they were like, it's like, oh, cool. And it's like, here's Hogak. Yeah. Here's Astrolabe. It's like, oh, finger These on the pulse. For this format. <laughs> yeah, like, what part of this format did you play with these cards? Right. Okay. So, there we go. We have our modern ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Popper. We do. Admittedly, I do not play any Popper, and I don't know anything about the format. Okay. I've played a little. I just read some stuff. Okay. But um so they got rid of expedition map. Okay. And that's because the Tron decks were too good. Mm-hmm. Now when they they had um like six months to a year ago, they banned like all the good cards out of all the good blue cards out of Popper. Right. They banned like all at once. Yeah, all at once. They were just like these cards are too good for Popper. We're done here. And they were like, well, in the article today, they brought up, they were like, well, maybe Tron gets too good if there's not this blue tempo deck. Yeah. So they thought that Tron got too good, so they got rid of map. And then the other one was Mystic Sanctuary, which... Yeah, people were actually talking about this getting banned in Modern, too. Yes, I was going to say, that that's a card that they're like, this shouldn't be in Modern. And if you guys don't know what the play pattern is, people will cryptic you counter your mm-hmm. spell bounce their sanctuary right. so they, they can replay their sanctuary put their cryptic on top so yeah. you get cryptic either every turn or you get cryptic every other turn for the entire game yuck so what they were doing in oh you can do this in standard right now oh you can yeah uh, you can ramp into this in standard right now this is James's secret, like blue crush, which is Sublime Epiphany. Sublime. Yeah. Oh, for no, some it, reason, I love this card. No, it bounces a non-land permanent. Oh, does it? All right. Yes, yeah, non-land. So, okay. Never mind. We are safe. But <laughs> in Popper, people were using Deprive, which uh, is I don't know if I know what Deprive is. It's from the Sender Card Block. It's blue, blue, counter-target spell, but you have to return a land to your hand. Oh. So you counter their spell, you pick up your Mystic Sanctuary, you play your Mystic Sanctuary, and you put your Deprive back on top. That's and pretty good. also play Tragic Lesson. Okay. This is from Hour of Devastation. It's like two and a blue, like draw three, and then discard a card. Or just unless you like put a land back in your hand, unless you pick up a land. I don't remember that card, but I'll, I believe you. It has Kefnet dead on the in the art. 
Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead Kefnet. So people are, card, so people are doing that as well, yeah. where they're like, okay, fine, I'll draw my two. It's like draw two cards or draw three cards. I'll draw my yeah. cards and then I'll pick up my Mystic Sanctuary and I'll play my Mystic Sanctuary and put a spell on top of my deck. I'll put a deprive on top of my deck. Yeah. You can't ever cast spells. So basically they just lock you out of the game mm-hmm. by just uh, looping Mystic Sanctuaries over and over and over again. Great. Yeah. So Mystic Sanctuary really isn't a card that is of common power level. Right. It's just, it's the one of those cards that it's just like, the other ones are basically trash. About all of them are, right? Make a food. Make a food, put a creature on top. Make a dwarf. Make a dwarf, put a plus one, plus one counter on something. Yeah. Right, so two of them get you one, one worth of stats. Right. Well, three of them do. Oh, no, yeah, I guess two of them do. Two of them do. One of them gives you a food, which isn't... You can't make a 3-3 anymore. You can't make it a 3-3 anymore. (laughs) Um, And then, like, one puts a land puts a creature on top of your deck but like yeah. that has already been established to be like an eh, ability yeah, not great right, barely that, even limited playable yeah that land has been printed a million times in black mm-hmm. but then you have the blue one which is like put a counter spell on top of your deck every turn or put a divination on top of your deck yeah and it's like these aren't anywhere of like equal power level yeah now, I don't know what this does to the format. I know that, like, kind of the next deck up are the Blink decks. Okay. Because of uh, Ghostly Flicker is still in the format. Yeah, and Momentary Blink. Moment- and Ephemerate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another busted card for Modern Horizons. Yep. So Yeah, I'm sure they weren't really thinking about Breaking Popper when they were making Modern Horizons, though. I don't know if they were thinking about Breaking Modern. <laughs> Good point. So I think a lot of people, I think what we said at the beginning, were like disappointed. I think a lot of them had big hopes for kind of format resets. Yeah. Where they were like, okay, we're going to ban these like five cards in Pioneer mm-hmm. and shake things up and see if we can fix stuff. Yeah. And we're going to ban like three or four cards in Modern to fix stuff. But again, it's the kind of the classic Band-Aid approach of, well, Doing this... Doing minimum and see if it works. Yeah, well, this card is 55... This deck has a 55% win rate, so we should make it worse. Yeah. We should try to get it to a 50% win rate. And it's like, well, when you do that, if you guys haven't realized, what happens is another deck gets a 55% win rate. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ooh, this deck's too good. <laughs> yeah. So... So there you go. No like structural changes to the formats, just kind of like trimming stuff around the edges. Yeah, I really don't know that any of these, other than like Astrolabe, Astrolabe kind of changes what the format looks like, but I don't really think anything else does. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it makes the Urza decks worse as well. I guess that's something we didn't mention. Yeah. Because Urza just loved having random artifacts on the board. Yep. And now you have less random artifacts. And there's a huge difference between Arkham's Astrolabe and Prophetic Prism. Right. Like, it, one goes from Busted and Legacy to, like, the other one is 
not standard playable. <laughs> True. So there's not like a, a fix for that. So that could also just kind of like work some of the Urza decks out of the format. Didn't we play Prophetic Prism in that mono blue side deck? Yeah. As I said, not playable in standard. I always wanted to caveat it with like, except for in certain circumstances. But yeah. one could argue that deck wasn't super playable <laughs> when when everyone was playing red, 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 kill all of your thopters. Yeah, I made that mistake. Yeah. Definitely played that deck at an RPTQ and went like one and four and then dropped. <laughs> yeah, you got red, 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 kill all your thopters a few times? Yeah, once or twice. Yeah. So, like, that deck would be really good now with... Uh, What's it called? Thassa's Oracle? Because you can just like draw your deck with... Uh, oh, yeah. With what's her name? Yeah. Uh, uh, so... Joyra? Joyra, yeah. Well, like that whole deck is historic legal, right? It is. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Well, I guess not all of it because you don't have um, that Aether you... Revolt Kaladesh cards. Yeah, you don't have Prophetic Prism. Oh, yeah, that's true. You don't have Prophetic Prism. Uh, Oh, Someone just now in Discord brought something up that we should probably touch on real quick. Okay. Dieter just uh, put up in the Discord, Rip Pod, which reminds us. Oh, yeah. So Magic Online is a garbage program that is, is. maintained like garbage. Yeah. And so there have been a few times where people have like logged into their Magic Online account and cards that were banned in a format were magically not banned. Uh-huh. And then they had to hurry up and fix that because they basically like put the new bans live a few days early. Before and the announcement, even. Before the announcement. So it was like, oh, no. We did this before the announcement, and then people start buying out cards. Yep. So on Friday... Yeah, I forget what day it was. It was one day last week. They, someone got on, and Birthing Pod was not Unbanned. banned. Was not banned in Modern, and yep. Birthing ban Birthing Pod has been banned in Modern for five or six years. Yeah, almost the entire time I've been playing Modern. Yeah, Birthing Pod and Birthing Pod decks are beloved, mm -hmm. and so as a result. Birthing pods went from whatever they were costing before to like $30 to $30 in the course of like three hours. Yeah. And, uh, well, let me check the list again. They didn't unban pod. They sure didn't. So there are some people that have like stacks of, you know, $10 birthing pods that yeah. they might be able to get $3 for now. Yeah. Or they're uh, gonna. I don't know about that. If birthing pods were three dollars, I'd probably start buying them. More along the lines of like, what are you gonna buy list them for? Right. Yeah. Right. Like I've got twenty birthing pods that I paid ten dollars a piece for. Yeah. You're not gonna get your two hundred dollars back. That's true. Right. Or you're just gonna hold on to twenty birthing pods. So yeah, I mean, it's just some play like in uh, Commander and stuff. But yeah, I know what you mean. So this is just one of those times where. To remind everyone, I know we got super good information with yeah. the leak before um, or Core 21, where the leak was basically just all the cards in the set. Yeah. But then there are also times where 
there is something that looks like a leak that's not. So or, you do you want to talk about a new leak real quick? Sure. So this is supposedly from the same guy as the Core 21 leak. Okay. And this is a leak that I meant to talk about last week and completely forgot about. So this is a new Nissa Planeswalker for Zendikar Rising. All right. Uh, Nissa is Golgari. All right. Green, black, Nissa. Yep. It's two black, green. Okay. Has Landfall. Landfall put a loyalty counter on Nissa. I don't like. I don't like. You don't uh, like the static ability? No. Uh, plus one. Untap a land you control. Okay. It becomes a 3-3 elemental with haste and menace until end of turn. It's still a land. Okay. And neg five, put a creature with CMC equal or less than the number of lands you control from your hand or graveyard under the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters. What loyalty does she start with? Four. Hmm. So you could turn three Azusa turn for this play two lands reanimate something and still have anissa i mean you could ramp turn four play her or turn three player yeah right, or turn four and have a land drop and play a fable to passage oh that's true yep, and, get you your two, and get your two landfall triggers yep. and put a five drop from your hand onto the battlefield yep so um yeah yeah interesting we have a bad track record with cards that let you not pay mana for things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we like, also don't have a great track record with Nissa's at this point. We don't. <laughs> Cause it was, was world waker like kind of was a big yeah. player in that standard it was, it was great. Uh, and then the Zendikar one, the, the voice most, of resurgence. Voice of resurgence. Yep. That was the entire backbone of green white tokens. Yep. Yeah, we haven't had a great tr- run with Nisses. Yeah. I mean, that card seems like something that would like make it through design, but mm-hmm. like if it's at all playable in older formats, like the fact that like fetch lands are just slapping loyalty counters on it. Yeah. Is not great. Could certainly be an issue. And I mean, what if you like scape shift and you're just like, oh, scape shift, put like eight counters on this thing. I'll put something from my hand and the next turn it's, it's kind of a build your own fires. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Right. Fires. You had to have it in your hand, right? So you you don't have to play red. You don't have to play red. So you're just like, okay, I'm like, I'm like the rock. Yeah. And then I'm just going to have a turn where I play a Planeswalker and a five drop. Right. And then the next turn I'm going to like plus my Planeswalker, play a land, and the next turn play another play a seven drop. And then mm-hmm. play another one. Yeah, I mean you also get to like put Primeval Titans in play that put more loyalty counters on her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, seems good. Seems very good. Yeah. You heard it here first. Seems good. Heard it here first. Seems good. Um, yeah. So 
I had a sweet segue. We were talking about. Um, no, sorry, I ruined it. Oh no, it's fine. We were talking about like, you know, playing a bunch of spells and drawing your whole deck, and yeah. that was going to get me into our arena pr- portion. Sure. What do you want to talk about in arena? So, uh, if you're in the Discord, you'll notice. I think yesterday, James posted this crazy song of creation deck. Yeah, it's like the most Brian deck I've ever seen. So I saw his post, and then I went and found it on the MTG Goldfish uh, YouTube page, and it was um, one of their single scoop things where Krim, also known mm-hmm. as the Asian Avenger, mm-hmm. did a half-hour video where the deck was designed by uh, the Citrus Assassin. Uh, Greg, Greg Orange? Greg Orange. This is a Greg Orange special. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't involve blue or white. It doesn't involve, like, blue-white control, so I was confused. Yeah, crazy. Basically, you have all the zero-cost spells in mm-hmm. historic. historic. You have three Thassa's Oracles, four Witching Wells, and uh, four Emery's, mm-hmm. four Song of Creations, and then lands to make the whole thing work. And yeah, basically, you need mana. You need mana. <laughs> Basically, what you're trying to do is play a song of creation mm-hmm. and then draw your entire deck. I have fizzled once after I resolved a song. Yeah. I think I also fizzled once. And I think I shouldn't have fizzled, but I was parenting. So <laughs> I blame my I, new parent. I blame my child. My, chi- <laughs> my child cost me one step down on the ladder. Um, Poor tiny terrorist. Tiny terrorist was like, "No, I take, I take your your ladder progress." I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> damn, dude! Why, when did you become like a little Russian?" Uh, yet, like, oh, God. approximately eight days ago. Approximately, approximately eight days ago, he became a, a a tiny Russian terrorist. But the deck is super consistent. If you resolve song, you almost assuredly win the game. Yeah. And the fact that it's turn four, you are fast enough to race the gruel decks. Mm-hmm. Every so often, I've had to be like, say hello to my 1 1 uh, Stone Coil Serpent. I will block your Blood Braid, uh, your Burning Tree Emissary all day yep. and save myself like four damage, and I will <laughs> win the game at two life. Let's go. It also has the upside compared to like Kefis combo. Mm-hmm. Of you don't rope, right? Yeah, it's like, very quick. It's very quick. Like the the thing that takes the longest is confirming to Arena that yes, I would like to play my Ugin's Conjurant for zero. Right. I will confirm yeah. zero. Or um, if you would like to play your second Mox Amber. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. I need two blue mana. I am hundred yeah. percent sure. Yeah. Give me. The it deck- has a one more advantage also that like Kethis doesn't have, and that's that depending on what lands are in your hand, you kind of pretend you're teamer wreck for a minute. Yeah. I mean, you just look like you're teamer wreck. You're like right. Triome into Steam Vents into you know Breeding Pool, and then you're just like untap land, Song of Creation, kill you. Right, and the reason I think the deck is really well suited for best of one is no one's playing enchantment removal. 
Yeah. And if they have mana up and they're like gruel or something, all right. You just you can play around it when you go to play your Thassa's Oracle. Mm-hmm. Right? You just get yourself down to like two cards and you usually have a devotion of like four right. on board. Or you get down to Spoiler zero. Alert, they never they never have enchantment removal and they never kill your Yes, I am I am a hundred percent for the Oracle just resolving and winning the game. Yeah. Like if I get to that point, it's Oracle time and we win. Right. That deck has been fun. I'll try to find a link to the uh, video. Okay. To to post in the show notes, but it has been. It is a change of pace. Yeah. And it it seems to be doing something that like best of one historic is just not like prepared for. Mm-hmm. At no, all. it's a lot of fun. And I have a. I didn't look at exactly what it is, but I have a reasonable win percentage with it. And like yeah. you said, it's kind of a, a fresh take, change of pace, palette cleanser type thing without having to play, you know, one of the weird events that Arena comes up with. Yeah. Also, like, so when you play it, Mulligan to Song. Yes, you have to have Song. Deck does not work without Song. <laughs> that is the only card that matters. I have... I won a game on like a Malta four or five. Yeah. Might have been four where I kept like song two lands and like song three and three lands. And yeah. I was like, all right, I played my song. And I had like, I got like two draws, discarded my hand, drew a zero drop like a god, and then was like, drew into the second song and was like, oh, I win now. <laughs> um, so. It just needs song. The games I've lost, I've lost mainly to like not drawing my lands. Yeah. Right. Where yeah. if you miss like your, if you miss a land drop, like you win a lot of games against the aggro decks at like four. Mm-hmm. And so missing that land drop makes it so it's harder for you to, to win those games. Right. I still haven't figured out when the right times are to like play your crappy zero drops as like blockers. Yeah. Cause you're like that fine line of, I need all of these to draw me to what I need. I would much rather play an Emery than one of my zero drops. I think. Yeah, I agree. Like if I have an Emery, I would play yeah. that, but you know, there are yeah. times where you have like, you know, a Tormod's Crypt, two Ornithopters, and a Stone Coil Serpent. And you're like, well, I'm going to take like nine next turn. Yeah. Am I going to be able to win? Or do I need to play a creature? And it's usually the answer is, well, if I don't die and I draw my land, I'm just going to win. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, I'm just going to hope I draw the land. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that you would that you do get to play is you get to play Witching Well. Yeah. As like a that I have played to like early in the game to like dig to a land. Oh yeah. Or to set, find your yeah, set up a land plus a zero drop or something. Like, oh, there's my fourth land and there's a zero drop under it. Yeah. I'll just keep that the way it is. And you can also cast it when you're comboing off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've cast it a bunch of times trying to combo. Yeah, so you need Emery so that your mox ambers make mana. Mm-hmm. So basically, you get to four, you play your song, you get an extra land drop. That extra right. land drop has to be blue. 
so that you can play an emery to generate blue with your mocks. Right. And you kind of want to, if you can, to play your mocks before you play your emery. So if they kill your emery, your mock still generates a blue. Yeah. So that you can play another emery. So that you can get blue, blue for Thassa's Oracle. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the the tricky part is getting to that blue, blue. One of the times I fizzled was because I didn't have blue, blue. Yeah, I had one where I fizzled because I cast a Witching Well, scried two cards to the bottom, and the and I was out of zero drops. Yeah. Uh, and the last card in my deck that I didn't know was the Mox. Oh. Or something, and I was like, oh, well, that that's awkward. Yeah. It's like, I should just cast my thoughts as Oracle. I think I would have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... So that deck's been pretty good. I've only played it for two days, but it has been kind of brain dead. Yeah, it's, not... oh, it's fun. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah. Do not be afraid that if your opponent like casts a thought erasure or an agonizing remorse to just like hit the concede button and move on. Uh, yeah, I'll add Narset to that list. <laughs> yeah, Narset. Yeah, I got Narset. That was that was an insta concede. Yeah, you're like. Can't ever win. Yeah, have actual zero ways to remove a Narset and can't win with it on the board, so. We're done. Yep. Um, Pack it up, guys. We're going home. Yeah. We also have this week, we have Jumpstart coming out. Yeah, it's supposed to be Thursday, right? Yeah, so with the next, like, you know, update to Arena, we're going to get Jumpstart. Yeah. I'm so, looking forward to that. Yeah, I actually have... A few drafts, maybe like one, one and a half drafts worth of gems left. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm done with drafts. I probably could have got to diamond, but I couldn't get to mythic. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? It's not worth me to keep playing this when I can use some of this for um, jumpstart. For jumpstart. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to save this because I can't imagine that the jumpstart events are going to be that expensive. Yeah, I really have no idea. They have given us no information. Yeah. So I'm hoping to use some of that to get the sweet, sweet jumpstart cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, also a uh, thing I was listening today. Apparently, jumpstart has been underprinted. Kind of, sort of. Not on purpose. Or, yeah, they just don't have as much of it as they anticipated having. Yeah. So they're short on jumpstart. Yep. So... That's going to make some of those cards we talked about that were Jumpstart exclusives uh, more expensive. Yeah, some of them are ridiculous. Like, have you looked up the prices of some of them? Not in a couple weeks. Yeah, they're a little absurd. The I remember the, the Elf, when I looked, was like $60 or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know where this Elf's going to get played, but cool. Uh, like Legacy Commander, I guess. Yeah, who's playing Legacy in paper right now. Yeah. So uh, the elf, Illosaurus Shepherd, on uh, Goldfish right now. You want to take a wild guess? Is it like 80? Uh, 8991. Yeah, sure. Uh, Tiny Bones Trinket Thief? $100. 5999. Okay. 
And then we have Bruvac as the mill legend. It's okay. also fifty nine bucks. The goblin is forty eight bucks. The unicorn is forty eight bucks. A little silly. Yeah, the those prices are um not in any way, shape, or form sustainable. Yeah. The uh Phyrexian Swamp. Okay. Thirty dollars. Oh my god. Yep. Basic yeah. non foil swamp. Thirty dollars. Whew. Uh, great crazy crazy yeah so yeah we'll have hopefully jumpstart events to talk about mm-hmm. uh, yeah i plan on playing some yeah next week yeah and uh yeah i think that makes a show i think it does we're trying to keep things a little bit short so brian has some uh extra time for his parenting duties so yeah apologize a little bit in advance and for right now for that but it is the way it is, right? Yeah. Hey, they're still getting over an hour of podcast here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So if you'd like to tweet at us, uh, particularly right now, like show ideas, because I think we're not super locked in on standard. If there's like a, like, you know, skill thing or, mm-hmm. you know, level up thing or thing you want us to talk about. I think there was something in the show ideas the other day. We can talk about that. Uh, you can get at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter to uh, float that idea to us. Yep. Hit us up on Facebook as well, Casual Tryhard MTG. As always, you can drop us an email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Don't forget, if you're looking to pick up some singles, we have our TCG affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Should be a link for that in description as well if you want to just follow the link. Anything you purchase after following that link will help support the show, pay our hosting fees and things like that. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so on Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg, where you will also be able to hear all of our pre-show ramblings about whatever pops into our minds. We uh, don't get to see each other in person too often anymore, so we use the pre-show to kind of catch up a little bit, and there's some interesting discussions. Too often Uh, is uh, is very generous. I haven't seen you since, like, June? Like I think yeah, I, probably it's been a while. Maybe May because of uh, yeah, we were at Aquaria, right? Yeah, the Aquaria. I went and picked up my boxes. Yeah, it's the last time I saw you was the Aquaria release. Yeah, I guess it has been a while. A very very long time. What do you look like? I haven't had a haircut since like <laughs> January, so I, I actually am, went for a time over the weekend. I am very bushy, very bushy. <laughs> Do we have anything else? Oh, our Discord. You can hit us up on Discord, follow the link, hop in the Discord server if you want to float some show ideas or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yep. And with that, we will catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs> <laughs>